0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Herbert and Webster Money Minute podcast. On this episode, we'll be discussing oh, discussing—sorry, pensions, annual allowances and lifetime allowances and what are they. As ever, this is only a discussion, so please don't take this as advice, and if you feel that you would benefit from financial advice, please give us a call on 01865 407755 or email us on info at herbertandwebster.co.uk, and make sure you mention you've seen the Money Minute podcast. So, my name is Adam Herbert, I'm the Managing Director of Herbert and Webster, which was founded in 2010, to provide really truly independent financial advice. Um, As a chartered firm and advisor, my main aim is always to provide holistic financial planning to my clients and to help them achieve their goals. Today, I'm joined by two more advisors from the firm, Kurt McSweeney and also Rob Gray. So
1: over to you first, Kurt. Please introduce yourself. Thank you, Adam. Hello, all. I'm Kurt McSweeney. I'm one of the, the planners at Herbert and Webster, and I've been in financial services for over seven years and over five of those I've spent here at Herbert and Webster, believe it or not. Um, I was previously working uh, in mortgages and Adam made me the offer to come and give high quality independent financial advice without sales target and that was a real draw to come and join the team. Um, my you know I, I obviously love what I do but some of the the most enjoyable aspects are, are working with clients and, and getting them to you know retire five, 10 years sooner than they they originally thought or even planned um, or working with clients in long-term care and managing to secure their care fees for the rest of their life. so it's uh, all very enjoyable very nice. And Rob, what about you?
2: Yeah hi I'm Rob Gray. I've been working in financial services sector now since 1999 for various firms, Pearl Assurance, Bradford and Bingley. Lloyds Bank and Aviva. Um, After 14 years of working for these sort of large corporations, um, I had the opportunity to to join Adam at Herbert and Webster um, and really just wanted to have the opportunity to be able to offer the independent financial advice um, and and provide a more personal service. Um, For me, the best part of the job is probably helping clients to understand the options that they have and giving them the confidence that they're making the right decisions to secure their financial futures.
0: I thought it would have been working with me, Rob. So uh, never mind. Well, you know, you've got to put up with these things. <laughs> <laughs> so on today's episode, it's a bit of a tongue twister for me. It's the it's a, regarding pensions, the annual allowance, and also the lifetime allowance, and what they are. So everyone knows about pensions, but we get a lot of uh, a lot of common questions really when it comes to clients and really what they can pay into pensions and really the allowances associated to pensions and how they work with with the client and their financial position. So I think probably the best way to start this off, and hopefully you two agree with me, is to start off with the annual allowance. Would you say that's the better place to start than the lifetime allowance? Yes. Yes. Super. So I'm glad we've got some agreement. So let's look at first this annual allowance, and, and for our listeners, you know, the two, the annual and the lifetime, they they do work in line with one another, don't they? In a way, but the annual allowance is really your first starting point, would you say, for a client? Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. So, <laughs> Carl, what is the annual allowance, and how does it start to work with a client, and what they can pay into
1: a pension? Okay, thank you, Adam. So, the annual allowance simply is the the maximum tax relieved. Contributions you can pay into a pension yep. each tax year. Yeah, it's currently set at forty thousand, but it's the greater of your UK relevant earnings, yeah, so i.e. employed income, yeah, or forty thousand. So if you earn twenty thousand pound a year, that's the maximum you can pay into a pension and receive tax relief. Fine. Now you can pay in more than let's say forty thousand a year. You just won't receive tax relief on those contributions. So it's trying to understand that. Yeah. The differences very good
0: so Rob can you tell us a bit more because sometimes we have clients who come to us who have relevant earnings uh, they might have salary and dividends or they might have no income whatsoever for instance a uh, you know um, a partner of someone who is working and they still want to build up their own pension pots how does that work with the annual allowance
2: yes yeah, so if you don't have any relevant earnings so yeah. it's just a rental income or dividend income etc yeah um, that wouldn't qualify mm. um, for pension contributions yeah but what everybody does have is a minimum uh, allowance of 3600 a year yeah so whether you you, know, you have no income at all, or some mm. dividend income, or rental income, etc. Um, you can put up to three thousand six hundred as a gross amount into a pension each year and receive the, you know, the, the the tax relief on it.
0: Yeah. Now you've just said something very, very well put, gross, and this is also sometimes where we see clients slip up on things. So, for instance. If we use that £3,600, you've got no relevant earnings, you can pay in £3,600 into your pension. A client, which we've seen in the past, they write a cheque for £3,600 and put that into their pension as a personal contribution. Is that correct or is it wrong?
2: Wrong. So, and I can't remember the exact amount. 2,880. I I was just wondering, is there an 80 on the end of it? There is. So 2,880 is the net contribution that you can make to your pension. Yeah. um, And that's your money that goes into your pension pot. The government will then add 20% tax relief on top of the 2880 which makes it up to the 3600
0: Perfect. So when we talk about, as you rightly said earlier, Kurt, the annual allowance being 40000 but if you've got, say, a, a salary of £25,000, actually the maximum you can pay in as a personal contribution would be £20,000, and that would be grossed up to the 25. So you receive that £5,000 tax relief. So you can see when clients start getting a bit confused with pensions because of these kind of different rules which you need to be aware of. So if you earn more than £40,000 a year, can you pay in more than £40,000 into your pension and still receive tax relief? I'll come to Rob on that one because that's a bit more (laughs) of a difficult (laughs) one. Rob was hoping it would go to Kurt.
2: So... Technically, no, because you have your your forty thousand pound is the is, is the maximum that can go in yeah. in a tax year. However, what you can do is carry forward any unused um, annual allowance yeah. from the previous three tax years. Superb. So, if you've had um, forty thousand pounds a year allowance for the last three years and only put 10,000 pounds in yeah. each of those years you could potentially carry forwards an additional 90,000 pounds to yeah. add on to this year's 40,000 pounds annual allowance so really? you, in in that scenario then you you could put up to a gross payment of 130,000 pounds into a pension yes but only if you have earned 130,000 pounds very true yeah so um, you're still limited by the amount you earn or the total value of your current year's annual allowance plus carry forward that's available to you
0: that is very well put Rob that and it is because again that's a lot of times we see clients who call us and say look I've, I've I've gone online, I've looked at the government website, I can put in £130,000 into my pension, I'm going to go and do it. But they may still only have earnings of £60,000, but they've received capital from elsewhere and they want to get into their pension. So again, it's always a good time to call for advice. Now, there is one little rule, and I don't know if Kurt's uh, going to think of it, with the carry forward, is there something else you need to be part of to so you can still
1: carry forward those three previous years as well? You must have been uh, a part of a registered pension scheme in those years that you wish to carry forward for. Exactly. Perfect. And that's the other thing which we get.
0: Uh, Again, clients come to us for the first time they want to start pension planning. They've never held a pension before and they go, brilliant, I can carry forward three previous years. I've got the earnings where it's like, hang on a minute. There's so many little rules and things we need to check to make sure that... You can make those contributions because really, if you get that wrong, you could suddenly find yourself the tax relief you've received. You shouldn't have received it. And then you need to pay that back in tax to the tax man, which isn't great. Okay, so that's that's covered the annual allowance quite nicely. Um, That's very much in line with personal contributions. What about company contributions? If my company is going to pay into my pension? That's not me paying in personally. So does it affect my annual allowance? Do I need to even consider my annual allowance? Over to Kurt. Yeah. Oh, lucky Kurt. You're looking at Rob yeah. then, I'm Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, no, in, in short, really. So the, the company contributions aren't limited to your, your relevant earnings. No. But they are still limited to the annual allowance. Yeah. But it's more favourable tax treatment. So the yeah. company, you know, if you're employed or you're a company director... You could pay yourself from from gross income without being taxed, and then national insurance contributions being taken, yeah. and pay that directly into the pension, and that will be received gross. It won't receive tax relief, yeah. and the company will still be limited to the 40,000 annual allowance and yeah. or any carry forward that's yeah. potentially available. So again, still need to be aware of that carry Absolutely. forward, still need to be aware of the
0: annual allowance, and still need to do those calculations before suddenly your employer going, oh, we're going to give you a lovely bonus, we'll chuck it all into your pension, you need to make sure it, it's available, basically. Correct. Superb. So with the annual allowance, is there anything else you would add to to this podcast Rob around about the annual allowance do you feel there's anything we've missed out yet or, or needs a bit more clarifying
2: I think the main thing we've missed out so far yeah. is the tapering yes of the annual allowance
0: you're going to go into this one we,
2: yeah we won't go into it in too much depth because <laughs> it's, it's more complicated again <laughs> so for for higher earners yeah there's now um, a, a tape, tapering of their annual allowance if they earn more than £150,000 a year yeah um, and that's when we start to get a little bit more complicated but effectively if you earn more than hundred and fifty thousand pounds a year um, then your uh, annual allowance is reduced by one pound yeah for every two pounds you earn over a hundred and fifty thousand yeah up to two hundred and ten thousand okay. so effectively the maximum um, tapering that you will be hit by is a thirty thousand pound reduction yes so if you earn two hundred and ten thousand or more um, then your Annual allowance in that current year will be limited to ten thousand pounds
0: yeah it's a big hit
2: which is a big hit um, you can still carry forward unused allowances from the previous three years as we have yeah. talked about already um, and obviously yeah the, the current years will, would be used faster um, mm-hmm. there are then the more complications around assessing <laughs> um, what income is taken into account to assess whether you've gone over the hundred and fifty thousand pounds or not and you have something that's called a threshold income level um, which is hundred and ten thousand pounds which is based on your your salary uh, and income effectively if your salary is over hundred and ten thousand pounds then any employer pension contributions also get added yeah to see if you're over the hundred and fifty thousand If your salary is below 110,000, then pension contributions aren't taken into account. So that's certainly, if you're around that 110 sort of mark, I would certainly say sit down with with a financial advisor and and help to get to grips with exactly what's impacting your allowance and what's not so that you don't get hit by an unfortunate tax charge later on because you've exceeded allowances, et cetera.
0: And another kind of caveat on that as well, and thank you for explaining that, Rob, is, you know, really what we're talking about here, I would say is money purchase pensions, you know, where you you can, it's very easy to understand how much money is being paid into your pension because it is a monetary amount, but also these rules, these annual allowances are affected even if you're in a final salary pension as well um, due to the calculations of, of the benefit, what it's increased by. There is some CPI um, reduction or, or tapering for you as well. But very much all this kind of, it, it becomes a bit of a, you know, a very kind of many traps with salary, what's going into a pension, pension benefits you're entitled to. It really needs to all be added together and, and kind of understood. It's not just a simple... I can do 40,000 and I can pay that in. It's very much seeking advice. And one other area which we haven't covered, uh, but again, if you access pension capital over above the tax-free cash, again, that reduces the annual allowance uh, down to 4,000 a year as well. So there's lots of hurdles which can easily trip people over. So with that then, we've covered that in quite a bit of detail. And I would always say the caveat is seek advice because this is, this is a bit of a bomb sometimes. Kurt, do you think it's time now to move on to the lifetime allowance? I think so, yeah. Excellent. Why not? Okay. Why so why not? we've got all these rules, you know, each year on how much we can pay into a pension. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, you know, there's a lot to cope with at that point, but now we've got this overarching lifetime, you know, it's in the name, of how much we can have in a pension. Can you start to give us just an introduction to how that, what it is, and how it works? Love to.
1: So the lifetime allowance is basically the maximum that you can have as an individual within um, a a tax-free pension environment. So the current limit is set at one million and fifty-five thousand pounds, set to increase with CPI. But what it doesn't mean that if you have two million pounds in your pension, you suddenly lose, you know, just under a million of it. That's not the case. It just means that anything in excess of the lifetime allowance will be hit with a tax charge effectively so yeah. it's to, you know it's it's not the most favorable position to be in but at the same time it shouldn't stop most from still contributing potentially so yeah. there's, again more more in, yeah in,
0: in and as of, you say it's the amount over and above the lifetime allowance which is which could be hit or will be hit by a, by a particular tax when it's tested against this lifetime allowance so Rob what are these tax charges, and how do they they kind of work against the pension?
2: So it depends how you access the pension. Yeah. So as you say, there's there's quite a lot of scenarios where the lifetime allowance is tested. Yeah. But the the main ones are when you actually crystallise the pension, so you start to take your benefits. Yeah. Or when you reach age seventy five, mm. um, or. Or die. There's lots yeah. of other little bits, but those are the main ones that tend to affect
0: people. Break it to me softly there, Rob. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um
2: how the lifetime allowance tax charge is applied mm-hmm. depends on whether you take the money as a lump sum or whether you take it as a as a regular income.
0: And it stays within the pension.
2: Yeah. So okay. I think if you're taking uh, an, an income from the pension, yeah. then it's the lifetime allowance tax charge is 25%. Yeah. And if you're taking a lump sum out of the pension, then it's 55%.
0: Yeah, which sounds, for some people, it, it sounds quite obvious. You know, well, I'll go with the 25% because I'm going to be paying less tax. But in theory, what you've got to start looking at is... If, for instance, you're over the lifetime allowance, I'm going to keep, try to keep my maths as simple as possible. Um, if you're over the lifetime allowance by a million pounds and you say, well, I want to keep this pension, this pension capital within my pension. I've understood I've breached the lifetime allowance by a million. I'll get hit with the 25% tax charge. That means that's £250,000 gone from the pension pot itself. But then what you've still got is you've still got the remaining capital within the pension itself, the 750,000, which will still grow tax efficiently within the pension, and you can still draw down an income from that pot. Now, it's a bit of an assumption, but more than likely, you'll probably be a higher rate taxpayer if you've got that kind of pension pot behind you. So as you draw that income down, you're most likely going to be hit with income tax, maybe 20%, but more likely the 40%. And of course, you're now being hit on 40% of the remaining 750,000. So they're the kind of calculations you need to take in, whereas the million pounds, if you wanted to take it all out in one go, you get hit with a 55% tax charge, so 550,000, but that 450,000 pounds is now in your personal estate, in your bank account. Now, what are the other things people need to consider with that? I don't know if you know where I'm going with this one, but you know what's the difference of having four hundred fifty thousand pounds in your bank account or seven hundred fifty thousand pounds stilling a pension?
2: Are you going towards the uh, inheritance tax? Yes, issues? I am. Thanks.
0: You. There
2: you go. Um, so, when the money is in your bank account. Yeah. Um, it basically forms part of your estate uh, on death and so would be sort of calculated alongside any other savings and investments you have, your mm. properties etc etc to work out if your estate is over that sort of 325,000 nil rate band that we talked about in a previous uh, podcast, podcast. Um, if the money is kept within the pension wrapper though the pension yeah. fund because it is held in a pension trust and it it was there for the particular reason of providing Mm. income in retirement it actually sits outside of your estate for inheritance tax purposes yeah and so you can actually um, sort of leave that money uh, via an expression of wish to your chosen beneficiaries um, and they they can receive the the pension funds potentially tax-free yeah um, and without having to pay any IHT on it as well superb
0: and so with that then, and I, I'll come over to you now, Kurt, you know, really with pensions, it's always to seek financial advice because there's so many things to consider when when going through. And the main thing as well with the lifetime allowances over the years, we've seen it drop, you know, it got up to 1.8 million at one point. And obviously over the last say 10 years, it's been cut quite heavily down to a million. And now we see it finally increasing, you know, with CPI. Um, you know, what happens, can people, if they don't want to pay this tax, can they limit how much they crystallise initially, you know, so they, they don't get hit with a lifetime allowance? And does that get rid of the problem altogether
1: or, or does it reoccur? Depends on the pension. If yeah. it's final salary or yeah. defined benefit, then usually there's limited flexibility. Yeah. You know, it's, it is what it is and yeah. if it exceeds the lifetime allowance, then then there's a tax charge to pay. If it's money purchase or defined contribution, or do we call it just a pot of money, yeah, um, then there are there are ways that you can, you know, the timing of those crystallizations or when you take the benefits that it can, you know, it, yeah. it might be possible then to mitigate some of that lifetime allowance charge. Yeah.
0: and then with that, then if you do say crystallise up to the hundred, you know, one million fifty-five thousand, mm-hmm. is that? If you then kept that money in the pension pot, is that ever retested again at a, at a later point?
1: Yeah, at age 75 currently it'll be retested again. again. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be the growth on that against the, the lifetime allowance.
0: So again, it's not even, uh, and you know, what I'm pushing towards here is really it's the advice event isn't just a one-off either. It's mm-hmm. a constant you know year in year out you've got a lot of things moving around as well you you have different tax rules which come out we've seen the lifetime allowance be cut massively over the last 10 years Mm -hmm. we don't know where it's going to go forward really so what would you say is your kind of top tip when it comes to kind of retirement planning,
1: pension planning with lifetime allowance. I'll come to you, Kit. I think, and I think all i have to say there is to seek independent financial advice, advice. perhaps, from yeah. a company maybe like ourselves. Fels. But I think, all joking aside, I mean, it's, you know, potentially now clients are going into a position where they're going to draw down on a pension for the next 20, 30 years, yeah. if not longer. So they're probably going to draw down on a pension longer than they ever paid into it. Yes. So, you know, why would you not take advice over that period of time? Yeah. You know, things are going to change and it's not everybody's cup of tea and not everybody's going to keep up with those changes. So let us do the let's do the legwork, basically.
0: Fantastic. Rob, is there anything you would add on to that that uh, point by Kurt?
2: Yeah, I I think building on that, if if you you come and speak to an IFA, Um, what we can do is is help you see the result of the choices uh, by using the cash flow model tools that we have now we can actually look and see well what's the likely tax charge if you you crystallize the full pension straight away take your tax-free cash or what are the likely tax implications if you maybe just phase your drawdown so you just crystallize a little bit each month to generate an income Um, And because the lifetime allowance is increasing in line with inflation at the moment, Mm. actually, the longer you defer crystallizing the full value of the pension, then actually the greater the lifetime allowance you have to set aside it. Um, And so the cash flow planning tools help to sort of identify that um, depending on the circumstances that you happen to be in.
0: Fantastic. Well, I think that's a perfect place to finish this podcast. It's quite a heavy one, annual allowance, it's lifetime allowance. It's very weighty. <laughs> the tapering as well. Um, there's so many if, buts and maybes. You couldn't cover every scenario going. Um, the main thing is I would always say to the listener, seek financial advice and and come to us. So I'd just like to say thank you for listening. This has uh, been Herbert and Webster Money Minute podcast. And uh, hopefully catch you next time. Thank you for listening.